effective pastoring with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Effective Pastoring. And we're going to spend some time today to look at the Word of God, just to encourage you as a pastor. I know that you wake up every day to do this work, and heaven appreciates and applauds you. I know it's not always easy, but His grace is sufficient for you. And like I said again, we've been looking at Paul and Timothy. Paul, as the senior, talking to this his protege pastor and teaching him what to do. And I believe that the book of Timothy, it's a wonderful book. It's, a, it's called Pastoral Epistles. And the, the, the three of them, First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus, they are called Pastoral Epistles and they are to help and strengthen pastors. I thank God in my, all these my years of pastoring, these three books have been fantastic in my life. They've, they've helped me. They've been my companions through the journey. And I can always look forward to almost every week that I open to Timothy and Titus to just encourage me as a pastor. And I'm sharing the same thing with you and we are going to look at some extra things today about uh, pastoring. Uh, one thing you will notice when you begin to pastor is that he's involved in spiritual warfare. And that, that, that was not kind of uh, 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 set you into a concern and make you afraid. The first time Jesus used the word church, you remember Matthew 16 said, on this rock I will build my church. And he said, and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. The first time Jesus mentioned the church, the next word out of his mouth was the gate of hell. And he said something, the gate of hell will not prevail. So this spiritual warfare is a winning warfare. It's not a losing venture. So as you engage in this work, it's just more than, you know, preaching and doing some admin work and some good works. You are engaged with darkness. You are engaged in facing satanic opposition. But today, I want to share with you one of your mighty weapons you can use as a pastor. And many of us, we are not taught about this. We've talked about other weapons that we have for warfare. But there are these weapons that Paul told Timothy to use in his warfare, in his advancement, in his breaking through, in his going forth as a pastor. You know, because as a pastor, you are dealing with people, you are dealing with all kinds of situations beyond your own personal life. And you're going to have to find a way of passing through. You are like a commander of the army, like, like the leader leading the people, charging them like Joshua into the promised land and taking the land. Praise God. And you will require every weapon you can get. Let's look at one of those mighty weapons that Moses, sorry, that Paul was telling Timothy to bring out of his treasury to win the spiritual warfare he's facing. Let's go to First Timothy chapter one. Let's look at verse eighteen. Let's hear what Paul was telling Timothy. This this battle experienced great man of God. Christ ambassador Paul telling his protege Timothy, this charge, verse 18, I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, these prophecies, you may wage the good warfare. Wow. Praise God. You know, in 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, Paul was telling Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. Praise God. He said, fight the good fight of faith. That's a fight you have to fight. It's a fight not of the physical or of sight. It's a fight of faith. 
And in this fight, you have to take the offensive. It's not you're going to lay back and watch things take place. You're going to have to go and go ahead. And hell will like to come with his gate. If you look at the gate, gates don't move. So we move toward the gate. We are the offense. And Paul was telling Timothy that this fight, that is a good fight, and it's a good warfare you can win, he said, you have to do something. He says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. So he's saying that you should take prophecies and turn them to weapons. He said, by these prophecies, you may wage, you may engage in the offensive, good offensive to win. Wow, praise God. So let's talk about the prophecies spoken over your life. You see, what are prophecies? They are specific personal words from God that are imprinted upon your soul through your spirit or through the mouth of others who bring to you the words or the prophetic utterances from God. When we use the word prophecies, we mean personal words that God had portioned for you that the Holy Spirit had packaged for your life. Prophecies are made personal by God. If you look through the Bible, you see men will come and speak direct words to men, to people around them. God prophet all over the Bible that bring a word, thus hear the Lord, both to the good and the bad and the ugly. They will have words that can come either by dreams or by revelations or by visions or they come by the inspired utterances of people and these men of God and they speak over our lives. Do you have such words in your life? There are three types of prophecies. The first one is the one that God come to you personally in your private life and speak to you in your spirit and say, my son, I want you to do this. My daughter, I want you to go to this place. Usually they describe to us our location, our task, or the future, or the present. But they come to comfort to direct and to encourage us. And they seem to give us a kind of a beautiful inside information that we can go on with. That's the first level I'm talking about prophecy. The second prophecy type is when God sent men and women to you and they spoke into your life and those words actually just captured your spirit and captivated your soul and you just know that they are those, those words are for you and you just take them, put them down. Maybe some elders in your life, some people that you respect or some strange people that just come walking toward you and those words just confirm what you have in your spirit and that God has spoken to you. And those words are precious. Don't play with them. Weaponize them. Turn them to weapons. And fight your way through with it. 
Don't forget what God has told you privately, personally, at the world front. Usually when you go into this work of the Lord, things are going to happen. You're going to turn your faith loose on those words God has spoken. You're going to have to believe those prophecies and be convinced of them and march on in their strength. You know, Moses spoke over Joshua, go, take this land. Joshua took those words. And God also spoke to Joshua personally. He took those words together and he waged war. He waged wars all over the promised land and he won. You too can get up with those prophecies spoken over your life. What are those words God spoke to you when you are coming to that pastoral work? What are those words spoken about your future, what God said he would do? What are those specific words about your task, about your location, about your relationships, about your family? Hallelujah. Take those words. Remember I've described two prophecies, types of prophecies. The first one is what you receive yourself, your privacy, your moment of prayer. Second one is what men brought to you, men and women of God speaking over your life. But I believe in the third level of prophecy, which is very, very powerful. We're going to look at it from the scriptures in Second Peter chapter 1. Yes, God will speak to your heart personally, privately, and you will receive those words and you will walk with them to move ahead. God will send people to you to bring words to you, revelations, visions, and dreams. This happened to Peter. He was talking about this. Let's take a look about the prophetic word. Chapter 1, chapter one Second Peter. Let's open there. We're going to read some things over there. It was saying, verse 16, for we did not follow cunningly devised fables. When we made known to you the power and the comfort of Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. And we had this voice, this prophetic voice, which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Wow, praise God. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? He said, we had the voice. We had a prophetic voice coming to Jesus. And they saw Elijah and Elisha there with Jesus. And they were really challenged. That prophetic word, they remembered it. They never let it go. They add on to it. But something has happened. Look at what Peter said. He said, that was prophetic, but something else is much more powerful than he said. Listen to this. Look at verse 18. He said, this voice we heard, which came from heaven, we heard. When we were with him on the holy ground, but look at verse 19 in the King James Bible. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Oh, so there is prophecy you can get from your own spirit and men can speak to you and a voice can come to you and a vision can come to you. But that's what they call a more sure word of prophecy. And what's that? He said, whereunto you should do whether you take it as unto a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Now listen to this, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but only men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the third level of prophecy, which is the highest, is the prophetic scripture. 
the prophecy of the scriptures. There's something about the scriptures. When you handle it, it speaks to you. It brings light. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Yes, you can receive prophetic word from God spoken to your spirit. And men can come, speak words, give you voice and visions from God. But the highest prophetic word is the prophetic scriptures. The word, the holy Bible, the scriptures, they are prophetic. They speak to your life. Oh, Hebrews 4, 12 was talking about the word of God. And he said this about the word of God, which I would like you to see. Hebrews 4, verse 12, he says, For the word of God is quick, alive, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joint and marrow, and is a designer of the thought and intent of the heart. This, this, we have a more sure word of prophecy. The prophecy you have in your spirit is powerful. It's sure. The prophecy from men of God that are notable, that are genuine, that are sincere, they are also sure. But above all those two types of prophecy, we have the more sure word of prophecy. Jesus himself relied upon this prophecy, prophetic scriptures. You will see Jesus will say, it is written. It is written. Yeah, Jesus had an encounter with the Holy Spirit at River Jordan. And the voice of God came and said, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. But you know, he went to the Jordan River. When he finished there, he was in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. How will he wage this good warfare and win? The Bible says the devil came and said, if you are the son of God. That means he had the voice saying to him, you are the son of God. And he said, turn this stone to bread. Jesus didn't say, you know, I have the voice of my father from heaven. He said, it is written. Jesus depended upon the more sure prophecy to fight the enemy and shut him up. And he quoted, it is written, it is written, it is written all through. So remember that the prophetic scriptures, they are the most sure. They are the greatest foundation to base your life. So fight with the sword of the spirit, the written word of God. How does it become prophetic? You see, every word here is prophetic. If you look at Jesus, when he was born, they were asking where will he be born. They found where he was born in, Mal- in, in the book of the prophet. And when they found it, I think it was in Micah, when he went to Egypt, they found another word about he come out of Egypt. When he was conceived, when the father was doubting, the angel came and said, remember, the prophet said, it is written. So they call Emmanuel. Jesus lived his life all through like that. Every word Jesus was acting on. He said, I've come to fulfill this. The Solomon goes as it is written of him. So Jesus depended upon the prophetic scriptures more than anything else. That was his stay. That was his strength. In fact, when he got to the case of the cross, and they were wondering what's going on, he said, oh, if I say angels will come, how will he come to pass then? The scripture must be fulfilled. So fight and win the war with scriptures. That's the prophetic word. Use it and win in life. And have a good warfare in Jesus' name. Amen. Till we see you again.